115 episodes. And I still don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) There's our intro. Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson. Bob Galen. First up uh, is the Agile Development West Conference. Uh, it, it, both of us, Josh, you, if you've ever wanted to meet Josh Anderson and Bob Galen in person, and we are beautiful human beings, let me tell Amen, you. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> right. We are, worth, we are worth seeing in person. We are worth the price of admission. At least for a second or two. And then, <laughs> and then you'll scream and then you'll run away. But uh, we're we're out in, uh, in Las Vegas yes. at uh, Caesars Palace. Yep. Techwell conference. It's a it's a great conference, multifaceted. It's got a better software, traditional software practices, practices, agile mm-hmm. practices, DevOps. Yep. Uh, Josh, we're doing peanut butter and jelly. We are, and so a good football and peanut butter and jelly talk. Uh, excellent talk, excellent balance, good lessons learned. So we're doing that. I'm doing a workshop out there. Uh, I'm also participating. They on Friday they have a, a leadership summit, mm-hmm. and I'm presenting at the leadership summit. And we're doing, are we doing some Metacast out there? Absolutely. So you not only get a chance to meet us, uh, we'll sign, well, I don't know what we'll sign, probably not. But Anything. 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 <laughs> anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but you could get a chance to uh, see the Metacast live or yeah, at least half live or something. So yeah. let us know. So speaking of price of admission. We can help them. We can help our listeners. Don't we have discounts and stuff? We do. $200 off. $200 off. Use the promo code CAST. CAST. When you sign up. C-A-S-T. C-A-S-T. And you will save 200 smackers. Two bills. Two bills on it. And you get to see us. I know. That's, so, so CAST. That's a double win. And I know we sound sort of, we might sound overly bullish on it, but it's it's we've done it before. Great conference. Well, but I think you and I wouldn't go somewhere that we didn't think was absolutely, good. Absolutely. Right? So absolutely a, not. It's yeah. a great, and networking, et cetera. So get your butts out there and use the cast. Come on. C A S T. C A S T. Get on, get on the meta train. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll transition about the episode. The meta train. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I was an artist because I would turn that into something. I know. But I have no. Remember the soul train? Yeah, I'm thinking I, that I little remember. soul train yeah. right there. It's us. We did the meta train. I, oh, all right. No, enough with that. We have a, we have a good episode. Our topic is leadership. We need to get over. We need to flip over to the, uh, to the, to the core cast. Yeah. It's something. So we came up with a term responsible leadership. And that's really what this is about. Forget agile, forget all the other things we normally talk about. This is just being a good leader and what it takes to do that, what it takes to find that and how you can grow into one. So let's, let's move on. On to the episode. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. Fired up. I am a little fired up. We have an exciting topic. We say that all the time, but we mean it. Well, leadership was talking, I was, Josh and I, gosh, Metacasters, I was whining. I'm wound up about effective leaders. I don't even know how to attack this the right way, but there's so many leaders that are looking at Agile as a silver bullet, Josh. Mm-hmm. It's like it's faster. The other phenomenon, and I'm, I, I've heard this a lot lately uh, in my meanderings and in, 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 in interacting with managers and leaders, 
is, you know, out of one side of their mouth, there's like, I know agile. And they look me in the eye, you know, it's, it's like, I'm equal to you. I'm an agile guy. It's in my bones. It's in my DNA. It's in my blood, right? I can't act any way but agile. And then it's like, but tell me how agile can make this like eight year project get done in like eight days. And, and, and it's the other excuse. It's like, we've already committed it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've committed it to customers and, and, and every part of me wants to say, why the hell did you do that yeah. if you were agile? So there's a lot of, there's still this misbehavior out there, you know, this misuse of agile. Uh, the other thing that's really got me fired up is these people talk to their teams. They're like trying to like stretch their teams and the teams are struggling, right? They're, they're right. on the one hand, out of one side of their mouth, they're like, do agile. And quality is job one. And on the other side of their mouth, they're like, but I need it, I need it tonight. And it's not feasible. And they're not listening to the teams. Does that resonate with you? Are you, do you encounter that? Have you? Yeah, all the time. I mean, that, that's, um, you know, you think about the places where I've, where I've gone in my career travels over the past decade or so. And it's been trying to come into a group that, I think the good thing is that they at least recognized they weren't as agile as they wanted to be, and so they hired someone to come in and help. So the first time was you and I were both there, and we were charting that course trying to change. Where was that at? That was at Teradata. Teradata. Teradata, data, data, data. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. It was It was like one of those, it was like a Twilight Zone episode of my life. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was I Met You. You did. So so that made it all worthwhile. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. But it's been one of those things where the good thing is that people at least recognize they're missing something or they need some sort of leadership to come in and start to drive change. Um, and along the way, it's it's it does come back to everything you've said. Everywhere I've come in, they've had symptoms of exactly what you started talking about. All of those things of we're agile, we're agile, we're agile, but none of their actual actions line up with agile right they say agile but actions don't come close to lining up with that i don't even want to i want to take the agile away because this is what's firing me up too this is forget screw agile this is this is sorry ass leadership to some degree how do you how do you look yourself in the mirror as a leader when you know, I and I get the pressure. God, I've I've gotten pressure all of my look at what my head, the top of my head is flat. That that explains a lot. So I've gotten pressure all of my career, right? There's always some VP or some CTO or some CEO yeah. beating the crap out of my head saying we need more, faster, better. But as a leader, you have to translate that to what's feasible in your organization. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you create freaking chaos. And you, you, you ruin people's lives, right? By driving them crazy. Right. I mean, it literally, maybe not today, but back in my day, that stupid leadership style, it created divorces. There's, there were folks that like did layoffs. Oh, you didn't work your 80 hour weeks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so bad leadership so style. That's a really good point. So take agile out of this. It's just responsible leadership. Yeah. Oh, I like the word. Right. If we just responsible, humane, Freaking level-headed, not in my way of level-headed, <laughs> right? But level-headed, but real responsible management. Going and do we dare throw out servant leadership, or is that just? I don't even want to go there because okay. right. everyone okay. gets wired up. Okay, I just would like. I like yours. Responsible leadership, right? 
where you don't you don't throw any bullshit out there, right? You don't lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't put you don't throw your team under the bus, uh, and that's what I hear all the time. The agile is this sort of you know servant leadership, and agile are these excuses of these rappers. But to me, and again, I'm looking for you. I'm a little wound up, so I can't tell. You're my you're my calming force. I'll do what I can, Bob. <laughs> bring me Yoda. <laughs> bring big Yoda. Bring bring me to the forest. It's closer to a Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> Yoda Wookie. Uh, but but bring me. Call. All right. So all right. So 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 let's talk about what re- responsible leadership looks, looks like. like. And I think back to some of the first episodes we ever had. Right, the very first episode we had was on trust, and to be a responsible leader. You have to trust your people, but but I, I'm agreeing with you. So keep us on track. Right? Right. I like this. I like this trend right. because I need I need your help. Uh, but I'm going to expand. 115 episodes of trying to keep you on track. But I know. <laughs> but I want <laughs> But I want to come back to trust. It's not just saying you trust them. It's trusting. It's listening, and then behaving. Every every characteristic that we pull out of this. You have to read it on the behavior side of things. Mm-hmm. So you listen. So trusting your team doesn't mean looking them in the eye and saying, I trust you, but then going to your boss and then succumbing to the pressure. If the team says, so if your boss says it's a 12 month project and your team says it's a 24 month project, 24 is the answer, right? Trust that. So beyond right. trust that, that be, yeah. that's the number that, that becomes a, in every brain cell that you have. It's not 12. It's 24, right? And if you want to talk 24 down, you have to do it from your team's perspective. Mm-hmm. So everything, so trust their estimates, trust their body language, listen intently, but then internalize it inside yourself and then communicate it outward is what I'm trying to say, right? That that becomes the reality. So trust your team and their reality becomes your reality. Do right. you ever see leaders, the, the non-responsible leaders want the external reality, the the wishful thinking, mm-hmm. to become the internal reality. Yeah, and they try to sort of shove it down the team's throat. So I I would buy that. So trust, but but trust their reality. Yeah, the one thing that I was going to is, are either our second or third, so like the first couple of episodes, I think one of them is just like saying no, and part of that is having the trust and the courage. To say no. Well, let's, and let's use this. Even in my consulting, I, I play that, uh, Enric Nieberg video a lot. And it says, in, you know, product owner's job is to, primary job is to say no. And part of me, I just like looking around the room and everyone's skin sort of tingle. You, right. You, the hair rises and uh, on the leaders, right? On the, the higher you are in the leadership chain, the more you don't, they start finessing it. Like after the video, they're like, "Whoa, they don't really mean no. They mean uh, maybe if a stretch, if the stars." So they start, and it's a freaking video, and and they can't handle the word no. Like in their brains, there are no conditions in the universal alignment of yeah. gravity where they can say, "Oh, no" is an answer. And and I think you have to not only say no, but but embrace the no. And I usually let them off. I'm like, oh, it means negotiation. Oh, it means middle, meeting what? in the middle. Oh, it means about. Why balance. do you soften it? I know. It's like, it's I like know. At, I know. If there's ever a point in time where you should bring the I hammer. I should bring the hammer down and say, no, no. You have to say, I, like I'm telling you now, no, shut up. You have, No is no. <laughs> right. I know. I know. 
but but you're absolutely right on. So part of it, so trust is one thing, but I want to decouple them. Yeah. Then there's the ability, the courage right. to say freaking no. And to me, and the reason I chose responsible leadership is that when I've been put in those systems or in those situations, I feel the weight of responsibility of that team, of those 60 faces looking at me saying, you just did what? Empathy. Right. So let's bring a, fourth, a third thing in, empathy. Right. You don't empathize with your customer first. Mm -hmm. You don't empathize with your boss first. You don't empathize with your career first. You empathize with your team. I'm proposing that. What do you think? No, I agree. Like in those moments, I see those faces of my team <laughs> being like, you just did what? Exactly. And that WTF, and like, how am I going to explain this to them? How would I explain this to them that this is the logical direction, the logical choice we should make and have them have a cell of their body, not just their brain, say, you're right, Josh, we should do that, even though it's completely insane. Right? <laughs> exactly. And we buy into it. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Can yeah. I have another? Yeah. Say, no. I, I mean, I've, I've seen, I've seen teams that are struggling with leaders and it's, in it's agile context coming back to agile and they're looking at the leaders and, the, and there's this dilemma or there's, there's this sort of, push and shove of no, you know, 12 is fine. And it's like, no, it's 24 and there's no relief. There's no empathy. It's just like shoving, you know, one of the excuses very often with it. And I've heard this more recently, I've encountered clients where they, they have date driven software from external regulatory, like a bank, like they're changing some financial rules mm -hmm. or, or let's use taxes, right? The tax code changes. Right. And I'm sure these conversations happen with uh, who who's a tax uh, software that TurboTax. It's like TurboTax. Yeah. I'm sure this discussion, this is, this allows the Tasmanian devil of leadership out because they have reg every year there's regulation changes, which are a fixed date, mm -hmm. right? It's a fixed, it's a fixed thing. And that's what I hear. Oh, it's, it's the date because they're making us do it. There's an immovable external. But that's a cop out, right? I, I think so. I mean, I get the, there is, there is an external, there's tax day and the software has to support that, but, but they're using it as a hammer right. to kludge it. They're not talking about reducing other scope or can I remove the interrupts that you have? We have a 40% interrupt rate with client emergencies yeah. or the leadership chip, the t leadership team changes their mind like 50% of the time and is churning you on features. They don't stop anything. It's just the date hammer with an external pressure. So what did we talk? We talked about trust. Uh, saying no. Saying no. Courage to say no. Mm -hmm. Empathy. And to me, it's the responsibility to say no. That's why responsible leadership is, I'm liking it more and more than now, I think, is you are responsible to that group that you have been elected as the leader. What's your prime directive? It's that's We're sort of hitting on it. Where is... Where is your, and we, you and I say this, we've said this in other Medicast, where is your loyalty? Where is your first loyalty? Is it teamward or is it to your, like if you're a tester on an Agile team, is it to your test manager right. or is it to your team? And I think we've made the case that it's teamward first, right? Yeah. And I think about the evolution I've had as a leader, and I remember three or four years ago I made a switch. And I was, and I even said this, like, I'm a team person first or a team first person. And then I would follow it up sometimes maybe too much. Like I was apologetically a team first leader 
and the culture was kind of leaning on me to I, not be that guy. I think I've heard you say that. And then that way. I don't know what it was, but I made a switch. I'm like, stop apologizing. That's how you lead well. Like I finally learned or I got the courage to say, no, I'm a team leader and that's it. And when we do that, really great things happen. Great things. You deliver the freaking goods. Yeah. That's the point. You don't. So these same leaders that are throwing their teams on the bus, are they delivering to their objectives? And the answer is no. <laughs> no, they're not. They're screwing the pooch. But they're they're letting the organization, they're they're pretending and they're letting it it's that sort of what did someone share with me the other day? They called it watermelon status. That it's green on the outside and red on the inside. Right. <laughs> That's really good. Right? And it's like so they have watermelon status up until the last day. And, yeah. uh, and then they open up that watermelon and it's it's red. Oh, that's really good. But it's but it's it's BS. It's and that's not leadership. Right. And that's not and actually that's not managing up either, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's not even fair to the same people who are putting that insane pressure on the top of you. They deserve better better right. than that, right? They deserve honesty and integrity. And your customers for think about your have empathy to your customers. Right. Your customers deserve better than that. So if it worked out, I could see it. I could I couldn't behave that way right. personally, but I might be able to see it if it worked out. In the end, but it doesn't. Right, and I think the thing that I was trying to get at that is that the culture, so much of the culture that everybody works in pushes you and drives you towards this irresponsible leadership of I'm going to pick a day and I'm going to tell you what the day is and then I'm going to tell everybody upstream it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, and then last minute, oh crap, we're screwed and you crack open the watermelon, right? But then it was... And I kept trending towards this, no, we trust the team more, trust the team more. Then I finally stopped saying, I'm not going to apologize for this. This is just what I believe in, and this is what I'm going to do. And oh, by the way, it works. And then once I did that, everything really accelerated because I just let the team be the team. And then good things happened. Well, you were leading. You were leading from these, you were a responsible leader. And you were responsible up. So it's not just irresponsibility down. Like yeah. I was saying, it's it's irresponsibility up as well. Because they're putting the incessant pressure, but they don't want us to lie. Right? They they want it to be the truth. They want it to be the reality. So they're right. managing. And the earlier they get the reality, even if they hate it, that's that gives them more runway. Right. So there's this, there's this really odd game. I, I think it goes back to maybe in another Metacast, we talked about general leaders, leadership like skills, and and I, you've heard me probably say this before. I think good leaders are probably like ten percent of the population, like five to ten percent. Yeah, I think ten is pretty high. I, yeah, probably being very yeah. generous. So then, what you have is you have, and they're not bad people, and I'm, I mean that metacasters, but they're bad freaking leaders from a responsibility perspective, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't be in a leadership position. Right. We need more of that five percent or ten percent. We need it to be a hundred percent. So that there's congruent sort of responsibility driven right. leaders. But you see so many people that do, this is their, this is their model of leadership, right? Is incessant pressure. And then they bring in, so now that's my model. And then I bring in agile. Mm-hmm. There's now there's a recipe for success, right? <laughs> right. So I'm really not a leader. I'm, I'm a beat them in the head. But then, but then the problem is, and I'm going to go into your line of work now is that some agile coach needs to come in. And reset them and be like, okay, so you've got this culture and you're trying to jam agile down this culture's throat. No. Like I've heard you talk about times when you've talked to customers and it's like, you're not ready. Yep. These are the things you need to do. Yep. So we need courageous coaches. Absolutely. To say no. 
Absolutely. In fact, I just wrote, it's one of my most hit, not that I pay attention to the tools, but I just wrote something like the awful truth of agile coaching and I posted it. Uh, so I posted it on, on my website, on my blog, but I posted it on LinkedIn and Twitter and, uh, I got 10,000, uh, hits on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't know how many hits on Twitter. I've got like 20 plus comments can counting. So re so comment reactions as well. Right. But it's, it's around that set of responsibilities, coaches. The story is a set of coaches who coached down, but didn't coach up mm -hmm. and they took lots and lots. So big company, big agile transformation paid millions and millions of dollars to a set of coaches. And, and it's not shame on the coaches. It's shame on their organization as well. And they coached their butts off downward, but they didn't, they were afraid to or underskilled to coach upward because that, those are the, those are the folks writing the checks and they, they just sort of mailed it in. And, and then two years later, it's really not a successful, it's not an up and down organizational transformation. Right. So, so, so there's times when I'm in those roles or even in my current role where I think about why was I hired? What was I brought in to do? And you're brought in to drive change. You're brought in to tell the truth. You're brought in to, to shape the future. And it's all those little things along the way where you can, you can take the easy way out. Exactly. Right. And so it's, so it's easy, it's easy to not tell that customer, like, you really shouldn't do agile because you've got this, this, and this that are just like broken. Well, and those until are hard. You fix those. Exactly. Well, it's saying no. Yeah. It's, it's having empathy. It's telling the truth, being a truth teller. Right. Uh, it's it's understanding why you, the problem you were trying brought in to solve, and then not going to the easy bits. That that problem has hard bits and easy bits, and not just pick, picking the easy bits. It's the same thing I think in agile coaches. I think I think there's a lot of it's probably exactly the same ratio almost, right? Yeah. Uh, from a coaching perspective, that you know one out of ten will will actually do their job uh, in a three sixty fashion. Yeah, from a from a consulting gig, when I look at that. Someone's bringing you in because something is messed up badly and they need someone with a certain level of expertise to come in and give them the facts. And it's like, it's like you're almost stealing from them if you don't give them the facts. Like, Hey, we paid you to come in and evaluate and tell us if it's red, green or yellow. And you're responsible to say it's really, but really, people, really red. But there's people that wimp out. Right. I know, I know you don't read my blog much, but I, I blog. I blogged about this. There was a, a, a coach and a trainer once that I was talking to, and he was in a situation where uh, he was getting paid to coach, mm -hmm. and he had a conversation with me, and I, I should have challenged him, and I didn't. And I, and I said it in the blog post. I regret it. Uh, but he's like, I didn't have the energy for it. And, and, and I thought about it, and, and so, but he, he copped out of having a, this, this coaching conversation. Uh, but he, but he had the energy to cash the check. Yeah. He, and I mean, he was getting paid. So agile coaches of, of his caliber and my caliber get paid really well. Mm -hmm. But, but there's, but there's some accountability there. Right. And he, he just, he just copped out of it. Uh, and, and it's the, and, and there's so many folks that do that. And that's why I said that was the nature of it is, is don't, you know, not having the energy. Right. But when, so when I think of bringing somebody like you in, I want you to bring a freaking right hook. And knock me into something new. I'm not going to come and bring Bob, but, Bob Galen money to come in and say, hey, 
you're doing great and pat me on the back. And right? get you a t-shirt. Right, yeah. I don't yeah. want, you I don't want, want a you t-shirt? to come in with a right hook and say, you dummy, but I take you, you need to, to be going left. But I'll take you to lunch, Josh, and I'll get you, a, yeah. That's but that's good. like, like that's, you pay a lot of money and you want a big foundational it's, shift. It's, irris- it's irresponsible. It really, that's the, what it was. And I even, I said to myself, I was there, I should have, I should have called him on it. But to me, it's on the customers as well, right? They're paying a ton of money. And for you to get a layup back, it's like, why, why am I paying you but it, these but, thousands of dollars for you to tell, tell me what I already know? But, but it's, I don't know if it's on the customer. I think it's, I agree, but I think it's on us and it's on leaders, right? Yeah. Leader, we have to, it's, we have to, Metacasters, I think what I'm fumbling with is I want the coaches and I want the leaders. We need to as- aspire to the 5%. We need to, we, we need to grow to that or get the hell out of the game, right? Because the world needs more good leaders who are willing, like Josh, when you say you're one of the 5%, mm-hmm. but it's easy for you. You want that, but right. 95% don't. So then if the coach, the coach either says it, but you also have actions like leave, like pivot. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my story, the awful truth, those coaches hung around for two freaking years. Wow. Sucking up millions of dollars. Okay. But they really didn't do the upward transformation. They did the downward transformation. Right. They should have walked. They knew. Now, to their, to their credit, if you will, they were working for another organization. That organization, I mean, I, if I'd have slapped every coach, I would have slapped yeah. the organization. The, the, their coaching parent should have been slapped uh, 10 times more. Right. Because they were the strategy folks. But the point is, if, if you're not being congruent the way you are, you can say it, you can say it. If it's not getting internalized, then you can vote with your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that's leveraging that integrity. It's the same thing. If you're a leader in an organization, if you can't defend your team at some point, your part of your defense is going to be, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're going to walk. Otherwise you're going to have to succumb and mm-hmm. you're going to have to like put that pressure on. Right. The t- yeah. It gets down to like, are you willing to compromise what you believe in? Right. Are you going to kowtow to the party line or not? So I, I don't know if I'm saying it well, but you're right. There's this, we need more congruent leadership. Leaders right, need so, to grow. And it, and it's a, it, in agile context, it's a force multiplier, right? It's exposed. So weak yeah. leadership is a huge exposure. Strong leadership has the results that you and I have experienced, mm-hmm. which is building great freaking teams. So then let's talk about some of the characteristics of to exhibit trust, to say no, and to have empathy towards your teams, what are the some of the characteristics so that we can help people ensure that the right leaders are hired into their team? Right, it's easy to say those three things. I think the one thing that we just brought up was, and it might be a bad word, but like a strong moral compass. Right of of this is this is what I believe in. This is this is how we're going to treat people, and a almost unwavering belief in that that's the right thing to do. So principle orientation. Right. So someone who's who has character, who has principle, someone who has lessons learned that you can check on. Mm-hmm. They behave that way in another company. Uh, someone who's who's actually exited a company. I, they don't have to have done this, but someone who's actually voted with their feet and mm-hmm. explored that, the why. And it was more of a principle-based departure than yeah. anything else. Right. right. So they're willing to take personal risk for their integrity, they have integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually have to be able to uh, handle their feedback. 
So let's flip it around. What are they interviewing for? Right. They they should be interviewing. Those leaders should be interviewing for an organization that really wants that they not only are asking for something, but they really want what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're willing to take congruent feedback. Uh, in other Metacasts, I've talked about Ralph Kasuba. You've mm-hmm. heard Ralph uh, is someone I've reported to. One of the things that sticks with me to this day was Ralph's ability to take feedback. You've you've been in that condition. I've given right. you hard feedback, okay, yeah. not very often, but occasionally, and you freaking take it. You embrace it. You mm-hmm. run with it. Well, that's the other thing. It's and you want to take that feedback from everyone, right? So, so can your bosses? Can the organization take your feedback? Right. Oh, will they trust you? So, you know, it's not just interviewing. Our, do you have, I think it's a 360 lesson learned. It's not just interviewing the candidate for, as a leader, are you a trusting leader? You can situationally do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also have to prove it to them that you are a trusting organization, yeah. that you're going to trust them. Right. Otherwise, you're going to put them, you're going to create this in jeopardy sort of state in the organization. Mm-hmm. What else? Bring me back. I'm rambling. Yeah, I'm, no. So what I'm thinking of, uh, and we always try and give people some sort of nugget that they can then go use in their daily can I, life. Can I vent again? I think we know yeah. what it is. I think. I okay. think. I think we know what it is. I disagree. I think. I think if people knew what it was, then we'd be more successful. And we'd be more than five percent. I th- I think we know. I think we're. I think everyone in their little hearty of hearts knows that they're being a wuss. <laughs> I think they do. I think they I think they, they 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 walk themselves and they talk themselves through it. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying if you have that that deep self-realization, that deep self-awareness, if you actually look inside yourself, I think I think folks will generally I think I think that's true. I think the problem is pre-existing culture and baggage they have from where they've been before has these like fog glasses on that make it harder for them to see and look for the things well, they should be looking so for. So let's forget interviewing for it. Let's right. say, what do you do if you want to be a good leader? Okay. Go find a mentor. Find Josh Anderson, Raleigh, North Carolina, zip code 27199 or whatever. Ring, Close. Get this, get this guy Take him to coffee. Well, no, let me look at him. Take him for like fried chicken. Give him a slice of pizza. <laughs> Give him a slice of pizza. <laughs> a pizza or a burrito and a gold. burrito and 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 pick his brain. And and I'm I'm not joking. Actually, go become a student of leadership. Mm-hmm. Go go get a mentor. Uh, so be self aware. Realize where you're at and go grow yourself. Right. Uh, find them in your. Yeah. You know, there are there are sort of. You know, unicorns out there from a leadership perspective, but mm-hmm. find them. Uh, go find work in those places. Put your head under the wing of someone like that and get grown that way, uh, and then grow yourself. So there's the interviewing part, but I would say we need more people like that. Mm-hmm. So go, go grow it. Go hang out with someone who has that courage. It doesn't just talk and avoid talkers. The world is full of talkers. Yeah. So of the, let's say it's 5%, the 95% talk a good game. They talk, oh, I'm courageous. Oh, I make, I'm a decision maker, et cetera. So maybe the other thing, find a mentor and measure your mentors by their behavior. Mm-hmm. Don't measure it by their words. Do not matter, metacasters anymore on the planet Earth. Uh, behavior, like actions matter. What people do under duress. You want trust? Uh, see some, look at someone who trusts in action. Uh, you want to really see them trust? 
hit them with like a behind schedule project <laughs> where, where customers are threatening lawsuits and then see if they still trust their team. And then that's a leader who has high trust. They're not yeah. stupid, but they understand that in order to sort of turn that situation around, the teams are their force multiplier, right? So maybe we leave folks with that mentoring yeah, and, no, and, then be, and then behavior-driven yeah. metrics, right? Don't Don't take lip service. And all of us. So as we're growing, we need to look at not what we think, but how did we behave in the situation? What yeah. do you think about that? No, I agree. My wife and I have talked about finding Bob, right? And I stumbled into the same job with Bob, and we hit it off. And you you voted with your feet at Teradata. You were like, I am out of here. And it was and, – and you – but but it was it, – it was, I was unaligned. Right. I was unaligned. And it was funny on the departure. I mean, I was telling, you know, you guys are like, I mean, I wasn't trying to be rude, but it was like, you know, why are you leaving? Well, because you have insane schedules and you don't trust your people and you don't listen. And right. what? <laughs> this is, this is incredible. No, 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 you misinterpret. It's like, no. <laughs> right. But that's back to the talking versus the actions. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So, I, so, I can vouch for finding a mentor that exhibits those things, right? So Bob is that guy for me. I met Bob and we worked together for six or seven months, maybe. Not very long. Maybe. But what I saw him do in those moments and in those uncomfortable spots was say no and have courage and trust the team and do all those things. And that emboldened me and started me thinking about, well, maybe this is the right way to go. And then we stayed in touch. We started doing this and we... Lessons learned in 115 episodes, right? Well, for, but it's the Medicast, but look at your results are in your teams. Yeah. You measure, I'm almost getting teared up here a little bit. Measure results in the people that you've influenced. Measure Richard Core. Mm-hmm. You've influenced Richard. He's becoming a leader. He's becoming a champion. He's becoming a mini you. Right. Uh, and he's one of yeah. many, right? Yeah. So look at, that's that's the point is... We need more. We we need that to become. We need good leadership to become the disease, not this ineffective-ish leadership that we have today. Uh, and then agile just, like I said, agile just amplifies it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's poor, agile makes. I mean, it makes it obvious, at least to me. Yeah. Uh, and it makes the effects really, and it actually accentuates the effects to the team. And the other thing here, Metacasters, is results. I mean, it's fine to mentors and all of that, but it's. It, why, why do this? It's it's because it matters. It matters to people. It matters to results. It matters to team. Bullshit leadership doesn't work. It's bullshit. It's a facade. True leader. True leadership works. Bullshit is easy. True leadership is hard. But it's worth it if you can get your if you can get your state there. So the thing that I want to leave people with is when you're finding a shop to go work at. Really investigate the leadership. Absolutely. Because that will accelerate you in ways that you can't imagine. Having someone that will lead and mentor you directly and indirectly and directly just helping you, but indirectly just watching and learning, that helps tremendously. So and no lip service, that, right? right yeah. No, no, don't listen to, oh, I know Agile. Oh, I studied under Bob Galen. Oh, I read this book. Blah, blah, blah. Right. It's, it's all about show. Give me an example, and this is the reverse interviewing. 
Give me an example of how you handled a, a mission critical project that went awry and what, and what you, how you handled it with your scrum team. Mm -hmm. And then just shut up and listen to that person and how they handled that. Yeah. And what if then, oh, there was a 50% interrupt rate on bugs coming in from the field. And how did you handle those interrupts with your team? And then shut up and listen or whatever scenarios you want. But there's, those are some of the, Man, a 1972 ringer. It is a 1972 <laughs> ringer. Thank you, Josh. You have a cell phone with a cord on it. <laughs> you know what? You know what's really pathetic? If I could have a cord on it, I would want a cord on it. I would. You know where you, you have the little, you pick up the receiver? Yeah. 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 I'm not talking about the old-fashioned crankers, but it like the pick up the receiver. Yeah. Right. Or if I could get a pay phone. Do you, do you even know what a pay phone yes, is? Yes, I know what a pay phone is. Do, have you seen pay phones? And not in a while. No, 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 no. But I mean in your lifetime. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. I don't know. I don't. I, they, they've they been gone for a long time. They've been around for a long time. I mean, streets, pay phones were on streets and stuff. I right? do. You put yeah. like coinage in I them. I know. I know. I know. That's how I would call home when I needed to get picked up from something. Well, those were the days. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cells are so much easier. Sorry, yeah. Medicasters, for the interrupt. Josh. <laughs> Josh closed this down. He, he, he's really nailing it. I talked a lot today because I've. What else little, is new? I know, but I'm a little upset. And he he really boiled it down and sort of kept it to the essence. And so take this constructively. This was, I'm, I'm, it was a big venting thing, but leadership, like leadership in agile and in general, counts so much. Right. So be be leaders and right and be a leader and be in control of your own career. Right. And yeah. if you're with a bad leader. Get go the, find a good one. Get the hell out of there. Yeah. And go find, and there are good ones out there and yeah. go find them and, and, and then be part of that sort of that trend. So it's not an agile transformation. Agile is transforming. Become part of that leadership transformation. So we're not trampling on people like they're, like they're little dolls or something that we really respect. I mean, not in our actions and deeds, we respect people. And that's an essence of agile. Yep. All right. All right. Cool. So, from beautiful downtown, actually it's cloudy. It is from, a cloudy. From beautiful, cloudy downtown Raleigh, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake, y'all. Oh, you took my line.